sometimes we run into these technical issues that just terminate the sale process entirely. Right. Uh, but then that doesn't necessarily mean the owner is going to do anything about it. And I don't think that's the business owner's fault. Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. Gain the insight and knowledge that thousands of business owners and their advisors have used to plan for the future. The BEI membership equips you with the proven process that enables owners to exit their business on their terms. Receive access to case studies, podcasts like the one you're listening to now, a resource toolkit, and so much more. Cement your position as the trusted advisor to your most successful clients. Get started today by visiting exitplanning.com forward slash membership. That's exitplanning.com forward slash membership. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of our Why We Plan podcast. Thanks very much for being here. Today, we have another scenario of a business owner's story that I think we can probably all relate to. It's got a couple of twists and turns in it. A little bit more technical today, but I think this is helpful Mm -hmm. even though we won't get into the real details of technical planning or complex planning. uh, the, The scenario is a good one to try and kind of introduce the importance of having a team working through these issues before they show up. John, tell us a little bit Thank about you, your Elizabeth. client. Right, and again, I just want to emphasize that a lot of the training we do at BEI can be fairly technical. Uh, it doesn't mean that an advisor needs to be technical. They just need to know what the issues are and then work with advisors in that field. So when we about to talk about what we're going to talk about keep that in mind you don't have to know a lot of this but you have to be able to recognize the issue and have a team somebody on your team of advisors who can address it so the scenario I'm going to talk about actually never was a client of mine or a BEI member it was actually somebody that came up and talked to me um, after I gave a talk to business owners in California some years ago so I'd, I'd given uh, an hour talk on an overview of the exit planning process and all the various steps and so on. So this guy came up to me afterwards and he said, John, he said, I want to tell you something. I said, what's that? He said, well, he said, I have, he had this business that uh, sold, developed and sold software to the commercial real estate industry or profession. And he said, I, about three years ago, I decided to sell my business and I had it valued it was eight worth eight million dollars so I thought what the heck I'm gonna to go to market and I'm gonna sell that he hired an investment banker a business broker I forgot who to whom he uh, decided to have the business sell or sell the business for him and uh, so hired the investment banker started to go down the third-party sale process which we should probably describe at some point uh, in our series of podcasts mm-hmm. and um, started to get some bids in one bid was for uh, an offer of eight million dollars and it was for the purchase of all the assets of my corporation for eight million dollars so I thought that's pretty good I'll pay a capital gains tax 
uh, I'll have enough money. I'll have five or six million dollars after the sale. Uh, that that'll keep me going for a number of years. He was a young guy, maybe in mid thirties. Well, at that point, his CPA was involved and said, "Well, you know, you have your corporation is a regular or a C corporation. If it sells the assets of the corporation, there's a corporate tax consequence, and then for you to get the money." from the sale or the sale proceeds out of the corporation after the tax, you pay another uh, dividend tax. And it was California, so there's a high state income tax associated with that. Mm -hmm. So the the net result, and this would probably be true even with reduced cap uh, uh, C corporation taxes today, is the net tax consequence was well in excess of 50%. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't sell, he didn't feel as he could sell his company. He needed five, probably six million dollars, he was, he was going to actually get less than four. So that was the story. But there's kind of a little twist to this, which I think we'll, we should also discuss. Okay. So after we, he finished this discussion, I asked him a question. I said, well, this was three years ago. He said, yeah, it was about three years ago. I said, well, oh, and he was interested now trying to maybe sell his business again. I said, have you converted to an S-Corp? And he said, gosh, I don't know. Hmm. hmm. That seemed to be a problem to mm -hmm. me. So that's where we're at. We Sometimes we run into these technical issues that just terminate the sale process entirely. Right. Uh, but then that doesn't necessarily mean the owner is going to do anything about it. Right. And, and I don't think that's the business owner's fault. I don't think that their tax structure and the tax treatment of a particular kind of business sale compared to a different kind of business sale yeah. is the responsibility of the business owner. Their responsibility is to grow a successful business and to make it into something that a buyer would want to buy. And so in that case, I hate to say it, I think the advisors let that client down because at the time that the tax consequence was realized... Mm -hmm then somebody should have said, so even the people who were trying to, the deal team, people who were trying to make a deal go through, they lose that opportunity to get a commission or a, or a fee mm -hmm. for selling the mm -hmm. business. The CPA loses the opportunity to get the extra work to help the client work through the sale process. There's always work for the CPA in a transaction. Mm -hmm. Everybody loses out and nobody said, you know, the thing is, is that if right now, today's not a good day, for you to sell this business because of the tax consequences and what you'd end mm -hmm. up with, and it won't be enough. There's a couple of different things you could do about that. It doesn't sound like anybody said that mm -hmm. to him. And mm -hmm. so and so while a, a, while a business owner absolutely, in my opinion, should not be required to understand that there was something that could have been done at that time in order to prepare more, more effectively for a future more successful, mm -hmm. lower tax sale of the business. There were things that could be done. It's not the business owner's responsibility. It is the responsibility of the advisors. And any number of people who observed that deal, you know, sort of blowing up in front of them could have said those things. And then, and I might also add that, you know, a BEI advisor wouldn't necessarily know the the solutions and exactly how to get them implemented, right. what every single thing that has to happen. You know, I was not a tax specialist. I've never been a tax specialist. But I can promise you that if, if my client cancels a deal 
because of the tax consequences, my next question would probably be, do you think there's a way that we could do something about this so that next time around the taxes, mm -hmm. the taxes won't drive your decision to be able to sell or not sell? Yeah. I might just ask the question. So it's, I think it's the responsibility of every advisor to ask that question. And the fact that it wasn't even asked is, is a little bit concerning. So when the deal blew up, you're saying, well, at least one of those advisors should have insisted, as much as we can insist, that the owner sit down, examine different tax strategies, converting to an S corporation or doing something else, or mm -hmm. other tax strategies you could, you could employ, mm -hmm. rather than just letting the owner go away. Right. That's really so, frustrating yeah, to me. That I haven't be, heard this I story before. I actually hadn't thought of that. My thinking was uh, twofold. One, what was the CP clearly this person had a lawyer mm -hmm. at one point. Uh, I'm sure they did because they had to do some licensing work. Um, so there was a lawyer involved, a law firm involved, and there was a CPA involved that did the taxes all the time. This was not a real small company, so I'm sure they had a CPA. Why didn't they ever reach out and talk about uh, the advantages of an S corporation versus the advantages of a C corporation. I doubt that that was ever done. Right. Yeah, I, I still say, even if you don't know that, you know, the, the intricacies of the different types of entities and how they get taxed in different kinds of transactions and how transactions can be structured mm -hmm. to manage those tax consequences, right? So, so maybe you leave your entity the same mm -hmm. and, you, and you insist on a different structure for the transaction. There's all different kinds of things that can be done. And I still don't expect necessarily for somebody to know them, but I think asking the question, is, is there anything we can do and turning to another advisor who's maybe not very closely connected to this client and saying, I'm having a client with a real tax problem mm -hmm. who'd like to sell his <clears throat> business. Uh, I was wondering, John, if you have any ideas for things that we could do differently. Because we just, you know, a sale just blew up and this client who wanted to sell the business is not going to be able mm -hmm. to do so. Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, I would like to call people in my network so, uh, my sort of professional community ask them the question somebody will tell me the right answer even if I don't know anything about it how about the if we go back before the sale blew up the years before then what would you suggest we advisors do for our clients who have given no indication that they're about to exit and this was a young uh, young owner like i said he was probably 35 so mm -hmm. one would not necessarily suspect that he was thinking of leaving the next few years is there anything we as advisors should do with really with all of our business owning clients to to see if we can get a jump start or or get some planning done ahead of time before there's an accident should we be talking to them about exiting yeah i think there's a couple of things let's let's take your same client and now back up to maybe three, four, five, seven years before that transaction process uh, was initiated. And I'm going to say that uh, the, a, a good business advisor is always going to ask every client, what is your plan for the future of your ownership in this business? Mm -hmm. Even if the client is coming in to do their uh, estate planning, wills mm -hmm. and trusts, and their powers of attorney, mm -hmm. 
that attorney should be saying, that estate planning attorney should be saying, let me just pause for a second and ask, what is your plan for the future of your ownership in your business? It might affect things. If there's a CPA, if there's a business lawyer who's helping develop contracts uh, for, between the company mm-hmm. and its customers or its vendors. Perfect. Well, Why don't I just ask yeah. that question? And when you think about in our surveys, our owner surveys, over half of all owners surveyed, regardless of age, would like to exit the business within five years. So what does that mean for an estate planning attorney? Well, that, I mean, it has a, a huge bearing on how you're going to design that estate plan. Right. Uh, what meaning does that have for a CPA? Well, if I want to leave within five years, there's a lot of tax planning that requires time, statutorily defined time, like converting from a C to an S. It could be a five-year built-in gains issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other time periods as long as 10 years before the tax planning can take full effect. So it just I, I think that's really a great idea to ask every client you have. It's a simple question. You know, what, have, what thoughts do you have for the future of your business? Right. Uh, and maybe what plans you have for your future without the business. Right. Um, and then to follow up on that, yeah. though, I think that, that for this client and for a lot of others, you know, most of the really sort of sophisticated uh, planning ad- business planning advisors that I'm talking to these days, they're going to tell us that every business client that they're working with needs to be prepared for a third-party sale transaction even if they have no plans to go into one no plans to sell the business so most of the good advisors are helping their clients get ready as if they are as if they're intending to go into a third-party sale scenario even when they aren't so that means uh, cleaning up the books and records of the company, mm-hmm. making sure that everything is well documented, making sure that their processes and their business growth strategy are sustainable. And then those advisors are helping them make sure that they're successful in their marketplace, that they're competitive, mm-hmm. you know, their ratios uh, when looked at against their competitors are strong, and that all of their sort of contingency planning is in place as well Mm -hmm. and then those advisors are helping those clients uh, look at their management team and make sure that the management team can operate successfully and independently Mm -hmm. and those are all things that help other aspects of planning they help you have a more successful transfer or gift to Mm -hmm. the children of the next generation in the family and they also help if you're going to keep your business forever those systems will help perpetuate the business to, to the point where you're 96 years old and you're just tired and you're not and you're not functioning at the level that you used to and they will also help in case something happens and the client decides that they want to sell the business mm-hmm. or a buyer just comes along out of thin air and offers uh, and offers a really appealing purchase price so the really good advisors uh, that work with a lot of business clients are recommending that piece by piece, the great thing about it is when you don't have an eminent sale, you can do it a little bit at a time, just chipping away mm-hmm. at third-party sale preparedness, even for clients who have no plans to do it. Have have you seen that among the advisors that you're talking to as well, John? Or are you not seeing probably it not as, as much? Not, probably not as much as you are. Most of the, the members that I talk with, 
they're already in the midst of planning at, for somebody's exit. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm not seeing, not having those conversations with their, just their general clientele and right. the type of planning they do. But, but really what we're talking about is creating a business that can be transferred mm -hmm. and without losing any of its value. And that's a good topic we should explore sometime. Right. So if you're a business owner, then we're going to recommend that you ask your most trusted advisors, how are you going to help me plan for a successful future of my business and my ownership? And just sit back and be quiet and see what they say. They should have an answer to that question. Do they have a method or a process that they use to help all of their business clients be ready and able to march through a successful future. Mm -hmm. And then and then if you're an advisor, ask your business clients, what have you done so far to prepare for the future mm -hmm. of your ownership in any eventuality <coughs> or circumstance? Could be anything that comes up. So there's all different kinds of, of expectations that we have. Let's start the dialogue soon, and I don't really care who starts it, whether it's business owners or advisors. I just care that they're talking to each other finding out, can you help me with mm -hmm. my future? Are you a business owner who needs some help? And then matching themselves up and, and uh, working working together to make a plan for the mm -hmm. future. Yeah, and I would, the, one of the last things I would probably say on this is, as an advisor, you don't have to know the answers. I mean, no advisor, when you ask questions about, have you given any thought to the future of the business, you might be concerned. They might come back with, yeah, I want to transfer the business to my daughter. I want to sell to a third party. I'm really thinking of an ESOP. And as an advisor, you may say, well, gosh, I don't, I don't even know how to respond intelligently to some of these questions that I'm getting or responses that I'm getting. So I'm not going to do anything. Right. And the one of the keys to effective exit planning is, well, two keys, have a process, and then secondly, have a, I call it an advisory team, uh, but other top-notch advisors that, of every profession, that you can call, bring into a situation, who can provide those answers so that between you and your advisory team, you've got the field covered. And, right. and then you're not going to be afraid of a question you can't answer because you can say that's a great question. I've got uh, advisors I work with all the time that could really help you with that. Right. I love it when I don't know the answer to a yeah. question because it gives me an opportunity to learn something new. So I'm not embarrassed about it at all. I think, oh, that's such an interesting question. Let me go figure it out. Let me go find somebody who knows mm -hmm. the answer. And business client, you can benefit from this exercise that I'll go through. So I would say we should all be encouraging our clients to ask us questions that, that we don't, for which we don't have good answers today so that we can expand our awareness, build our relationships with some subject matter experts that we know in our area. And if you still need more expertise, you can always find an advisor at exitplanning.com. There are a lot of advisors listed there who have great depth and awareness in their technical skills in all different kinds of areas. And, uh, and we'd love to be able to make those connections. It makes the work a little bit more interesting and it makes the outcomes for clients better. And since BEI's mission is to benefit business owners, help business owners benefit from their lives work, I think those connections mm -hmm. and those conversations that advisors are having and that clients are having is all part of succeeding mm -hmm. in that mission, right? Well, and I think that's why we plan. 
That is why we <laughs> plan. That is why we plan. Yes. So today was a little bit of technical detail, and all it does is really emphasize and highlight the need for planning, and that is why we plan. So we encourage you to come back again and listen to another episode of the podcast. We'll talk about more business owner stories and scenarios and ways that we can all learn to move planning forward and to help business owners have better outcomes and better futures. Thanks for being here. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.